Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey there, folks. This is Matt Welch, the sports editor with Star Local Media, and thank you for checking out this rapid reaction edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. I'm here to recap Tuesday's Class 6A regional quarterfinal in girls basketball between Plano Senior and Cedar Hill, a game that ultimately goes the way of the Lady Wildcats of Plano Senior for the first time since 2003, Plano is bound for the regional tournament. After the Lady Wildcats ride a strong second half to a 53-43 victory over the Lady Longhorns. Um, you know, this was a game that was uh, very back and forth for the first two and a half quarters. Um, you know, the action largely favored Cedar Hill, but Plano was able to stay within striking distance. Um, you know, despite you know some uncharacteristic, uh, you know, some uncharacteristic turnovers early on. You know, they were a little bit cold from the outside shooting wise. Um, you know, they did a good job staying within striking distance, but could just could just could never put together that run to really overtake Cedar Hill and really put their you know put a stranglehold on this one. You know, it, and then you know. Was you know while Plano was uh, you know was a little bit cold shooting the ball, you know you have a team like Cedar Hill which you know midway through the third quarter, I mean they were just there were some sequences there where you know Plano would miss a wide open shot and then Cedar Hill would go down and just hit a ridiculous shot. Um, you know there I mean I remember one exact sequence where Plano just for whatever reason Plano really had a tough time hitting shots from the left corner. In uh, in Tuesday's game, um, you know, so after a miss um, from three, you know, Cedar Hill goes right down. Their um, you know their point guard uh, Dejanae McCarty, she proceeds to bank in a three pointer from straight on. I mean, a shot that you just don't uh, typically a shot you do not see go in too often. A very low percentage bank shot, and then um, on the very next trip down, Cedar Hill converts an and one on a mid range jumper. <laughs> so I mean, when you're making shots like that, I mean, those are typically you know those are typically the kinds of shots that you need to make, you know, in a game where if you're going to spring an upset and you're for a while there, you're just kind of sitting there thinking like, it might, it just might not be Plano's night. I mean, they're just, they're not hitting shots that normally hit and Cedar Hill just cannot, they just cannot seem to overtake the Cedar Hill team. And then Plano's defense just went to a completely different level from the midpoint of the third quarter through the rest of the game. You know, that run that I just mentioned there, Cedar Hill put together a 6-0 run to take a 33-30 lead, and Cedar Hill made just three shots from the field the rest of the game. That is over the final 12 minutes of action. Plano held Cedar Hill to just two made field goals, and one of those shots came in the closing seconds of the game when the contest was already out of reach. So essentially, Cedar Hill only scored, two, only made two shots from the field over the final 12 minutes of the game. I mean, Plano's defense was, you know, and it's, listen, it's nothing new. This is their identity. This is the side of the ball in which they derive their, you know, their mojo from. It all starts on defense with Plano, and they just, I mean, they were just all over the place in the second half on uh, on Tuesday. You know, if, I mean, the first half, you know, Cedar Hill was able to, they were able to use some, uh, you know, some skip passes to try to stretch the Plano zone, catch them a little bit late on a closeout, and knock down some threes early on. And then they were able to just kind of move the ball around and you know find some easy stuff inside. 
And um, yeah, that just that stuff wasn't there in the third quarter. Planta was much more precise with its rotations. Um, you know, Emma Halverson, Katie Farrell were just letting nothing, <laughs> nothing happen inside. You know, those two combined for uh, for five blocks. And then uh, Planta just forced a whole rash of turnovers, getting hands and passing lanes, and really just just disrupting the flow of Cedar Hill's offense. Um, you know, overall, Plano had 12 steals in this game, including four apiece from Zaria Collins and Emma Halverson. Uh, Jordan Merritt and Katie Farrell had two apiece as well. So no surprise then that Plano, which a team which, as I've mentioned, you know, for a while, they, uh, you know, they sport one of the larger, one of the taller, you know, lineups that you'll see in the uh, in the state. And it's no coincidence then that all of those steals and blocks were triggered by the four tallest players on Plano's uh, in Plano's uh, in their starting lineup. Um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, Plano was able to get some stops on defense, just completely shut down Cedar Hill. And it just the offense just kind of took off from there. You know, Plano was able to get a 14-0 run. You know, between the uh, you know between the end of the third quarter and early into the fourth quarter to build a forty-four to thirty-three lead, and then they just kind of nursed that uh you know that three-four possession lead the rest of the way. You know, Cedar Hill's not able to really you know cut much into it. Never really uh, much of a threat down the stretch. There were some moments where there was there were some anxious moments. I should say midway through the fourth quarter, Replena was up nine forty-four to thirty-five, and you're just thinking like. If they can just get like one or two more bat buckets, then this thing's probably out of reach. And um, you know, Plano. It took Plano a while to get that next basket, just because you know Cedar Hill's defense didn't go down without a fight, and they were able to force some turnovers as well. And then with a little inside three minutes to go, Katie Farrell gets a putback to make the uh, to make Plano's lead uh, bump back up into double digits. And yeah, Plano was just uh, they were good to go from there. It was a uh, it was a much different tone than the first half, which you know, you know as I mentioned was 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 kind of I mean it was a close half, but more so kind of controlled by Cedar Hill. Um, a couple things stuck out, you know, on Plano's end at least, you know, while Plano did have, uh, you know, a tough time with uh, with turnovers in the first quarter, largely because Cedar Hill was very aggressive on defense, you know, hedging on screens and really kind of pressuring Plano into some, uh, into some turnovers. Cedar Hill just flat out outworked Plano on the glass early on in the, you know, in the first half at least. You know, Plano did have a size advantage on this, uh, you know, the Cedar Hill team, but, I mean, there were some sequences where Cedar Hill just, you know, I mean, just flat out won offensive rebounds against players who were, you know, three, four inches taller. Yeah, I mean, Plano gave up five offensive rebounds in the first quarter alone, and that was an area that they really did clean up, though, as the game went along, as far as just, you know, as far as limiting those second chance opportunities and, you know, boxing out, and then when you get a defensive rebound, not relinquishing control. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, Jordan Merritt, uh, Katie Farrell, Emma Halverson, you know, they all uh, they all had at least nine rebounds in the win. And a lot of that was just them clamping down on things in the uh, largely in the second half. So, um, yeah, the reward is uh, a trip to the regional semifinals now for Plano. First time in 15 years that they are bound for the fourth round. And up next for them will be a very unfamiliar opponent as they get friendship at, uh, let's see, them and Friendship will play at 8 p.m. on Friday at the Wilkerson Grinds Activity Center out in Fort Worth. That will be the site for the entire uh, 6A Region 1 tournament. So um, those two on one end, of the, one end of the bracket, and the other end of the bracket is Duncanville and Arlington Bowie. Um, regarding Plano and Friendship, like I said, you know, Friendship is a bit of an unfamiliar draw. I'm not going to act like I have any inside information on Friendship. You know, the thing with those, uh, with those teams out west 
is that uh, you know they they don't really play a whole lot of uh, there's really not a whole lot of crossover um, as far as their schedules go with a typical Dallas area team just because I mean they're so they're they're so far distant from the Metroplex you know it doesn't really behoove them to schedule too many teams in the Dallas area you know looking over their schedule at least you know they did play you know a couple Metroplex you know, Metroplex area teams and, you know, Mansfield, Lake Ridge and Saginaw, but I mean, neither of those teams are exactly up to the caliber of what friendship, friendship can expect uh, Friday against Plano Senior. I'm at least just looking over just some broad, uh, some broad strokes with this team. They have a 30 and seven record. They, um, they went eight and two in district. They are not ranked in the state, uh, in the state basketball poll by the Texas Association of Basketball Coaches. Um, but just looking over their roster on paper, it does look like a, it is a fairly young team. Um, let's see, I'm only seeing two seniors on their roster, so it is a, uh, a team that is uh, kind of in the spot that Plano was in last year, just a team that is very, very dependent on underclassmen. Um, it looks like the size is about um, is about average. You know, they, um, they don't have anybody over six feet, at least not listed on the roster. Um, that I'm looking at, but they've got four kids, you know, at least uh, that are at least 5'10", um, some average size, you know, but obviously they will be at a size deficit um, against a uh, against team, a team like Plano, which has, you know, 6'1", 6'2", at, uh, you know, at four of the five spots in its starting lineup. And um, another, actually, another big note for this game, and this just completely slipped my mind, um, you know, Plano's going to be at full strength for the first time in quite a while because, uh, yes, we've, uh, we've been mentioning on podcast for, uh, you know, for a while now about this player's impending return. But, um, yeah, sure enough, Plano will get Lauren Davenport back into the mix for Friday's game against Friendship. Uh, Lauren Davenport has been sidelined since the, uh, I guess, since the second half of district, or at least the, uh, the very, uh, the very end of the first round of district games. Um, so it's been, it's been a while, you know, since the, uh, since this Plano has had its, uh, its three-year letterman back in the, uh, in the rotation. Um, you know, in the time, in the time being, you know, they've had to kind of reshape their identity. So it'll be interesting just to kind of see how uh, Davenport slides back in and how those minutes are spread out. Um, you know, Coach Belcher said after the game that the plan probably is going to be to initially bring her off the bench. Um, that's a role that's not, you know, it's not an unfamiliar role. She's come off the bench before this season. And when you think of what, uh, you know, just what this means for Plano to get a Division One player, Davenport being committed to Delaware, to get a Division One player back into your rotation, you know, as you're about to enter the fourth round of the playoffs, that just isn't something that ever happens really in the in the postseason. So what a, uh, you know, what a nice coup for Plano to get a player of Davenport's caliber who, um, you know, has one of the highest offensive ceilings on the team, can very easily hang 18 to 20 points on, um, on an opponent. And yeah, it just adds one more, uh, one more weapon to the arsenal for the Lady Wildcats as they now uh, enter the uh, enter some uncharted waters. Like I said, this is the first time in 15 years that they are in the fourth round. Um, they get a very unfamiliar opponent in uh, in friendship, so we shall see what is in store in that matchup. That game will be at 8 p.m. for folks who, uh, you know, if you're interested, it actually might be worth your while to arrive early on considering that Duncanville and Arlington Bowie, that's going to be a matchup of two teams that are ranked in the top ten in the state. Um, so yes, I mean Duncanville. You know, for all of its, uh, you know, for all of Duncanville's, uh, you know, their their accolades and just the uh, the strong season that they've had. I mean, they've they're embarking on a very difficult playoff run right now. They're having to earn every last bit of this uh, 
of this run to a potential third consecutive state championship. As I've mentioned, um, you know, they, they, they've, they've taken down a couple teams out of District 6-6A that you folks should be quite familiar with. Um, in, the area, in, the, uh, in the area around, they beat McKinney uh, by only four points. Um, they looked a bit more the part, though, of the number one team in the state tonight in the regional quarterfinals. They beat Allen by 19, so there they've um, they've already beat the uh, the state's number 17 and 18 teams in consecutive matchups. Now in the fourth round, they get number nine ranked Arlington Bowie. Um, you know, Bowie just uh, you know Bowie a, a, a salty task for Duncanville, while Plano gets you know an unranked uh, friendship team. And um, you know if the uh, if Plano is able to take care of business and Duncanville is, that means um, you would get a Duncanville versus Plano regional final, and that would be a fourth consecutive state-ranked opponent for Duncanville. So the uh, Pantherettes having to work every bit for their uh, for their latest uh, for their latest state championship defense. So um, yeah, that will be your uh, your draw for the Class 6A Region One tournament out in Fort Worth. On one end of the bracket, you have uh, Plano Senior against Friendship, and on the other half, Duncanville and Arlington Bowie should be a fun one. I'll be out there in Fort Worth, and we'll have y'all covered for um, for at least the Plano game. I'll probably get there to see you, check out a little bit of Duncanville and Bowie. But um, in the meantime, folks, I appreciate y'all for checking out this podcast once again. This has been Matt Welch with Star Local Media. Should y'all decide to check out my game story from the Plano Cedar Hill game, as per usual, you can check that out at our website, StarLocalSports.com. Um, on Wednesday, I will have video highlights from the game for y'all to check out as well. So yeah, once again, thank y'all for checking out this podcast. I will be back with y'all on Friday. I'm out in uh, out in Fort Worth for Plano and uh, and Friendship. In the meantime, y'all enjoy the rest of your week. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.